everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Start Somewhere for Marie Claire with me, Sarah Vaughan. This week, I've got double the pleasure or double the travel, depending on however you want to look at it. And I'm delighted to introduce the wonderful Noella Corsaris Muzunka, who is founder of Malaika, and Victoria Proof, the CEO and founder of Her. Welcome, both of you. It's so exciting to have a double act tonight. <laughs> We're so excited too. We love to work together with Victoria. <laughs> so as you know, you know, I always ask my guests, you know, how did you get started in life? Where did you grow up and, 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 and what, were you, what were your beginnings? So, Noella, do you want to sh- share with us, you know, where you were born, you know, where you grew up? Because it's such a fascinating story. So I was born, uh, thank you, first of all, to have me. Um, it's great to be here. I was born in the Congo and um, my father died when I was five and I was the only child and my mom didn't have uh, any meaning and resources to keep me. So she, she gave me away to um, to grow up in Europe, to have a chance for him to be educated. I haven't seen my mom for 13 years. So when I went to see her back at 18 years old, was a really crucial time of my life. Seeing her living in such level of poverty, seeing so many children out of school, living in the streets, not being educated. These stories could have been mine. And that's at this moment that uh, Malaika was planted in uh, in my heart. I studied business management. Then I started, um, I came to London. A lot of people were stopping me to do modeling. My friends entered me in the campaign, Agent Provocateur, and I won the campaign. And from there, my modeling career started between London and, uh, and New York. And later on, I started Malaika in 2007. We will talk later on during the discussion. I mean, what, what an incredible story. And I mean, like, you know, what an extraordinary gesture on behalf of your mother. I mean, it kind of selfless and, and, and very difficult to often reconcile with that as well once you grow up, right? It's so tough because I'm a mother of, a, I have a boy and a daughter. And if you ask me to give away my kids, I will never do that. I, I pray God that I will never have to be confronted. But for many years, I was very upset with her. But, I've, but <laughs> I really understand why she did it. And, and I'm grateful to her. Yeah, because, you know, to, 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 to see what, what might have been and to also be a mother now, to realize like the terrible choice she, she must have, have, have made. I mean, that must have been extremely painful. So thank you for sharing that with us. Victoria, where, you know, how did you start and, 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 and where were your beginnings in life? So I've lived in London all my life so far, um, but as a young child, um, we had lots of family based out in South Africa. So I spent a lot of time between London and South Africa um, as a child and Africa always holds a very, very dear place in, in my heart. I always say when the going gets tough that if I could move there tomorrow, um, I would. It's my favourite place in the world. Um, and I guess in terms of kind of my career and how it started, I think from a young age, um, it was probably quite clear that I was going to run my own company. I think I was always probably the person putting on shows at school and doing kind of charity projects. And then when I got to university, um, I decided to start my own company. It's kind of a passion project with two guys. Um, and we ran it for a year and it ended up doing really, really well. And I thought after that, okay, this is what I really, really want to do. I love everything that kind of comes about um, with running a running a company. And I thought it suited me really well. Um, but the company we ran was a tech company, but it didn't really have much purpose. Um, it was kind of cutting 
electricity. But other than that, it didn't really speak to me. So after I left university, I went into real estate, complete pivot. Real estate? Wow. Got very much uh, kind of siphoned down that traditional career path because I do think especially, you know, even in 2020, it is quite rare for people to come out of uni or come out of school and start a company. And I was definitely under a bit of a pressure to to get a kind of few letters after my name and make sure that if my entrepreneurial endeavours failed, I'd have something to fall back on. Get that proper job, right. That proper job, that, that was definitely a phrase that was used. Um, and, and I have nothing against it. I had a great three and a bit years. Um, and then I qualified as a chartered surveyor and handed in my notice the next day to co-found what is now her. And I guess I always knew that running a startup was what I wanted to do longer term so I'm now three and a bit years into her which has been an incredible journey one of lots of highs but also lots of very very low lows too as the kind of remit I guess of what comes with running a company Um, but we're really on a mission um, to make fashion more circular and to really start stopping people buying uh, items they only really wear once. It's personally my mission and hers mission as well. We want to cut out single-use pla- uh, single uh, plastics and single-use outfits. So outfits, a lot of fashion is made directly from plastic. It's a disaster for the planet in so many ways. So we want to stop new clothes being made. It's amazing. I, I'm all over it. I, I, I'm doing cartwheels here. It's just just so exciting. I can't even begin to, to tell you. Now, what I have to ask is, is, I mean, here are two very incredible, driven, purposeful women. It's no surprising, uh, or surprises even that you're kind of working together and found each other. How did you two meet? Actually, we met through a friend of mine, uh, Shali, that uh, used to work um, in, she's still working in the fashion industry, and she's one of the ambassadors of Malaika. And she said, oh, you have to meet Victoria. I think there's so many things we can do together. And we met with Victoria, and I told her all about Malaika, and Charlie sponsored a student at her school. So to tell you a little bit about Malaika, actually, I launched Malaika in 2007 in the village of Kalebuka, where there's no water, where there's no electricity. It's a mission to empower a community through education and health program. We have a school that provides a holistic curriculum to 370 girls, a community center that provides sport for development program and education to 5,000 youth and adults. We have refurbished and built 20 wells that serve 35,000 people a year and have agriculture that we use to teach organic farming and supply school for canteen for the food. I volunteer and I lead my time for Malaika. 85% of the donation go back to the to the programs and all our programs are free and now it's an ecosystem where uh, we're developing a blueprint toolkit where we will offer that to uh, organization NGO individuals World Bank uh, UN where they can um, duplicate the ecosystem that we develop in the Congo and when I met uh, Victoria we were talking what kind of campaign we can create to support Malaika I'm in the fashion too and I'm in the philanthropic work how can we merge that together and she just and and I think beyond that we really we really have a fun for each other as as friends she's genuine she's a work alcoholic like me and uh, and 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 down to earth and I think that's what attracted me to to her oh yeah I mean just you Victoria I don't know (laughs) 
So it makes me it makes me emotional when you when I get your nice feedback and then people say nice things because I spend so much time putting out fires and solving problems um, and I'm super grateful. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I, the moment I met Noella, I was like, "This is someone I'm going to know for the rest of my life." She's solving real life problems, but so much more. She's interested in everything I'm interested in. She finds all my jokes funny, and not many people do. So, um, <laughs> a friendship was born um, very quickly, um, and then we rolled out a big charity campaign at the end of last year. Um, with massive support where we got loads of leading celebrities and brands to donate clothes to rent. So we had everyone from Thandie Newton through to Vilshenko and Roland Murray and this massive celebrity and brand buy-in. Um, and we launched a celebrity wardrobe campaign where you could rent all the, these incredible pieces. And we're going to be activating or reactivating, I should say, the moment that lockdown lifts in London and bringing back some joy um, because we've got some super do- amazing donations from incredible women and brands. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the renting from these outfits go to Malaika. And I think that to have celebrity power and powerful woman that uh, like Jun Sapong or Vanessa Kingori or Tendi that has that really amazing the way they, they, they carry their life and their values, it really make think people, why should I go to buy an outfit when I can rent an outfit from this amazing woman? I can look fabulous for a day, for a night, and I just give back the, the outfit that I was wearing. And the next day, another event, I can again wear it. And I think that's fantastic. Why we always have to buy, why we always have to stay. We go to a red carpet event and we wear only one time the same outfit. No, we we should wear more often the same outfit. And we definitely need to rent more clothes. Yeah, I I, I, I couldn't agree more. But what what I love about about this partnership and what you're doing is that you are, are really helping you know, human beings as well and, and, and really transforming people's lives and also saving the planet. You can't have a healthy planet if the people are unhealthy and vice versa. It just doesn't work. And, and I love this, this incredibly kind of holistic view that you have that, you know, fashion can be really a, a force for good. And I mean, Noelle, I think, you know, I, I, I mean, without your help, I mean, these girls would not be going to school, would they? I mean, that, you know, girls don't really get educated. Yeah, in sub-Saharan, more than 50 million of girls are out of school. And with all this lockdown happening in Africa, it's a uh, it's, it's very, very sad time because a lot of girls getting pregnant, getting married at a very younger age. The way that when we got the first lockdown of a school, we were very lucky. 98% of our girls came back to a school. But because we've been working for more than 10 years with the parents, to make them understand the importance of education, the importance of their kids coming to a school because they not not only have a top-notch school because it's a leadership for girls where they have coding, music, art, sport. They're coming here at a school like a refuge where they feel comfortable with the teachers, where they have breakfast in the morning and where they have lunch in the afternoon. If not, they will eat maybe only two times a week. I never thought that I will have to build... Uh, you know, when I, saw, I had the dream to build a school, that was it. But then when seeing the difficulties that was in the village, that there was no water, building the first well to serve the school, it was no way seeing hundreds, hundred people a day coming to fetch water from this well. I was like, oh my God, where are they going to go, these people? They're walking hours to get water from a, from a well. It's 
it has, we have to make something happening in this village. And this is the reason we built more than 20 wells over 13 years. And then my dream is to build more, five more wells. And it's really big transformation. If you see in Kalibuka 13 years ago, it was completely a bush. And we develop it with a school, with a community center, with agriculture. I did, uh, we did a lot of lobbying into the government to ask them to build a road and they make 70% of the road. And we we still lobbying to bring the electricity coming to the village because all our facilities are green, are, um, green energy with solar panel. But we want the village to benefit from it too. So there's a lot of steps when people say, I have a lot of people calling me and to me, I want to build a school. I say really think twice because it's a lot of work and you cannot close your eyes when you go to the, to all these different places that underprivileged, that's, that, that you're just going to build a school. It has to have the involvement, the being of the community, and you have to look after the community. And this year, we're going to work on uh, building few classes where it's going to be about technical skills. 85% of the youth don't have a job. 85% of the youth don't have skills. And we want to make them, to put them into mechanic and electricity. And like the way we did with the mothers, we put them into sewing programs where they learn to read, write, and they go into the sewing where they make accessories, where they make the uniform for her student, where, where all the things that we're selling from her center, the money coming back to our program, like an income generator. And that's the same way we want to do for the youth. And then you have a real potential of social economical growth in the village. And that's the reason I'm really advocating big time for investing in education and health program in rural villages. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just in awe. I mean, it's just, just, just extraordinary. I mean, it's this, this ex amazing program of, of kind of social change. And I mean, you know, when you know when you did go into the villages, you know, initially, was it difficult to deal with the elders in the village? I mean, when you said you wanted to educate. Girls and and, and 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 do things like that. Was that was that quite tough? I sit down with the chief of the village and a lot of the, the people from the village, and we talk. And um, they were saying, Noella, we are a completely forgotten village, and um, we need your help, whatever you want to do. And I say, I think I see girls getting married early or helping at home. And myself being a woman and the story of my mom, I really want to invest first in a girl's school, but not only a girl's school. It's going to be like a, an amazing leadership girl school. Our six primary girls, six, four years in a row, they all pass the national test. In Congo, you have a national test in six primary where all the six primary have to pass the test, the same test in the country. And for four years in a row, even with lockdown, all the students pass the test. And this oh year... We brought nine girls from fifth primary to pass one year in advance the test, and they pass it. So wow. we have the Minister of Education coming to see what is the success of Malaika. The success of Malaika is current, constantly updating the curriculum. It constantly recycling and building the, the, the skills of the teachers and working with technology. And that's where, uh, and now if you tell me, I have a lot of conversation with the village people. And uh, when you Google Kalibuka, it's like very famous village now. <laughs> 
all of the world coming and donors and and that is the success of Malaika is a lot of people came to volunteer and give their skills and then they talk to their family to the corporate and they become ambassadors and they learn from it because they're not just going to volunteer they learn from people that have don't have access to water electricity or hospitals but they always smile they always they always they're so resilient and we have so much to learn from them and that's beautiful and when I go there with my own kids I bring my kids every summer for six weeks my kids go to bury the mattress for their friends in the village because they see they're sleeping on the floor so sometimes I complain about all this lockdown but then I have to say no we cannot complain anymore because you know we are very lucky in where we are but in England the level of poverty is very tough too and we're seeing the the poverty gap between rich and poor and the middle class and uh, that's something we need to work too and myself and my family too here in England we donate to to charities here like the homeless and and uh, the abuse of children in their families there's so many ways we can help to back home here in England yeah, for, 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 for sure. And, 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 and poverty, yeah, it's not something that, you know, affects, you know, you know, developing countries only. And, and, and uh, you know, it's something I feel very, very strongly about, you know, particularly with my kind of advisory role for the World Humanitarian Forum, that, you know, we, we really need to live on this planet as, as, as kind of humans, first and foremost, and show up as our whole selves and really take care of one another because it's so important. And we have so much to learn from each other and each and every person is 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 completely unique victoria malive um what i want to you know just coming back to to her and the amazing things um you know you're doing tell us the kind of kind of things that are being donated you know what you know how how you know if i want to rent from her how can i do that and how do i make sure that you know we we, we help fund the amazing work that noella is leading yeah, of course. So um, the vast kind of majority of our platform is peer to peer. So we have thousands of women all across the UK who rent and lend their wardrobes to each other. So we have women who make uh, hundreds, if not thousands of pounds every month, actually monetizing their own wardrobes and sharing their clothes. Then on the flip side, people can rent amazing kind of contemporary through to luxury pieces for a fraction of the retail price. So anything from 5% of the retail price or kind of up to 10, 15% for a four day or up to 20 days. So um, we built this really nice community of women who all share wardrobes and then over the last year where obviously the whole world has has pivoted and changed and um, we found out pretty early on that we could work with brands directly and solve a problem with that uh, for them we know that kind of at the beginning of 2020 lots of company had wholesale orders being cancelled and there was kind of turmoil within the fashion industry so it's a real opportunity for us at her to look at how we can help um so we now run and have signed up about 45 plus brands and we run their in-house rental platforms so anyone from bash the big um, french high street retailer to nanushka which has an amazing luxury store about to open in London um, through to lots of really cool quirky independent designers and then we also run Selfridges in-house rental platform as well so um, it's been incredible in a very short space of time to see huge buy-in from a the key de well, leading department store in the world and key brands worldwide as well um, allowing us to prove that um, rental is here to stay it's not a trend this is something that is going to completely change the way that the fashion industry works um, so in terms of kind of Malaika we have a dedicated charity page if you go to her 
thrivecollective.com forward slash charity, you'll be able to see all of the incredible donations that we have from amazing models, influencers, celebrities, key opinion leaders through to the brands that we mentioned as well. Um, and the idea is anything you rent from that edit, um, it's 100% online, but there's also some of the pieces are our, kind of our hero pieces are also going to be in Selfridges when we relaunch. Um, so you can actually come and try them on. But 100% of anything you rent from that edit um, goes directly to Malika. We waive any fees um, and it's a way that hopefully people can, you know, bring back the joy of get, get, getting dressed um, in a way that 100% supports a charity and a cause that I deeply care about and that needs to be known on a global scale. Um, so I feel like even if we can do anything small, um, part of the reason I love Malika so much and I'm so personally invested is because I know where the money's going and I know the charity sector as a whole has had an incredibly tough time over the last year. In some cases, donations are down 80%. And for me, the charities where I know that every pound is going towards that cause, that girl who's being put through school in the Congo, um, I want to know that every pound that we fight to raise, whether it's through a rented outfit or it's from a her donation, um, that it's going to go directly to Noella and Noella's going to siphon off those costs to whoever really really needs it so um yeah I'm really really excited actually just for the world to hopefully go back to normal for people to be able to dress up because some of the pieces are super fun um I love fashion and we love to dress up I don't know if I still can wear heels or skinny jeans or a dress (laughs) I've just lived in trainers for however long now I mean I just I just don't even know I probably fall over (laughs) (laughs) and even to wear a bra <laughs> oh my god! Put one like really funky orange mini dress. I was like, "Who's gonna wear that post lockdown?" I can't wait to see who does because I feel like we're gonna go from zero to a hundred. I hope in terms of how we're gonna. Yeah. Well, as, as long as we're renting it, right? You know, and and the fashion industry is one of the most polluting industries. You know. In the world, I mean, it, it, you know, I think I think people often don't realise, you know, its entire footprint, and and you know, I mean, we you know, we've shared some t- terrible statistics in the past, like you know, one T-shirt kind of uses the same amount of water that that probably um, you know, um, Noella's village consumes in a year. I mean, you know, when you actually get kind of you know, really real and grounded about some of these these facts. And Victoria, did do you measure your environmental impact? I, I think I saw you had a partnership with Kogo or something like that. So you can actually find out kind of how many trees or whatever you've, 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 you've saved or planted or whatever and, and your carbon credits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, the kind of vast um, kind of majority of our user base are Gen Zs and millennial, uh, millennials who really deeply care about their environmental impact and the kind of which brand, brands they are backing when they choose to buy or rent. Um, so we have an incredible partnership with an app called Kogo. Anyone can download it. Um, and basically, I carbon footprint footprint tracking is a kind of a bit of a weird world where I wasn't really sure I want to be part of it but no one was doing it well and I came across Kogo partly because they have two really really easy uh, metrics one is okay if I rent this Ganny t-shirt I'm saving four trees from being cut down I'm saving 300 and um, the equivalent CO2 of 300 uh, miles being driven in a car and for me that was just a really simple way to communicate to someone that renting is offsetting purchases and it is a better way to kind of do fashion so to speak um, so so absolutely we look very very heavily at the kind of offset we have and we know from all of our research that 
every time someone rents a Gani top, it is stopping them from purchasing something new. So um, it's a really, really incredibly important part of our business. And I, I hope that this insatiable appetite we all have in fashion for new and SS21 and the new trends and the new, you know, in some cases in fast fashion, there's a new trend every single week or kind of bi-weekly. It's crazy time. Um, so we want to kind of rewrite what newness is and, and get people to understand that newness doesn't have to mean buying from fast fashion brands that exploit people or um, you know, bu- buying, buying, buying. It can be from, you know, buying sex, selling secondhand on eBay, eBay, Depop, Vestia Collective through to renting your wardrobe. So I think that big shift is starting to ha- happen. Um, and even more after this lockdown, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I, mean, I, I definitely get a, a really big hit out of like scoring something secondhand. Or do you know what I mean? I, I, I you know, I mean, and 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 actually, probably, I mean, the pieces I've got in my wardrobe that you know have been secondhand. I get so many comments about them. People are like, "Oh my god, I love that top," or whatever. I'm like, secondhand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to use eBay as kind of like a teenager because I always wanted to look like everyone else that could afford all these amazing designers. And I was so embarrassed about using eBay because it was kind of like a hidden secret. And now it's like well, it's something I'm so proud of. I've had an account, I think, since like, I don't know, 2005 or 2004 or something. Um, and now it's it's fascinating that even in a very short period, that's changed from something where like it wasn't very mainstream to actually being a better and cooler way to shop and make something to talk about. And to say, yeah, I bought this from Depop, I bought it from eBay, and I spent, you know, 20 pounds or something that could, should have cost 200 pounds. So yeah. I think we're going in the right direction. Good. And, and, you know, there may be some listeners who are still teetering on the edge, right? This sounds interesting. I totally get that I'm going to help the, you know, the planet. I'm going to help Malika. But, you know, I think there are some people who might be teetering on the edge of, of kind of, oh, you know, you know, is it safe? Is it, is it, is it, you know, you know, is it is it hygienic? That kind of stuff. So I'd love to hear your 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 thoughts on, on, on those and how you can assuage people's concerns. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. You've given me a segue into the most perfect partnership that we launched um, about six months ago. So um obviously with COVID, um trying to work out, you know, how we can get clothes shared um, and make sure that it is secure and safe is obviously one of my main, main jobs or, or, or was over the last year. Um, and we have a partnership with a company called Oxwash, who are the most incredible dry cleaning company. I think they just got voted about a month ago, the best dry cleaners in the world. And we're HQ'd with them in London. Um, and they do all of the dry cleaning. It's actually wet cleaning. There's actually nothing dry about dry cleaning, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, and they are able to they basically completely redone how traditional dry cleaners work so it's much more eco-friendly and it actually kills viruses by something called ozone it's called an ozone chamber that basically blasts out any bacteria from clothes and it's getting really 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 kind of gaining momentum Um, and we're partnered with them to kind of make sure that our consumers are happy about what's going back and forth Um, and they're also partnered with the nhs so um, if it's good enough for the government and it's good enough for kyle who is the ceo of oxwash it is good enough for me um, and I think that dry cleaning is an entire industry in itself that's going to have a massive revamp over the next yeah. 10 years because it's also very damaging on the environment and no one knows much about it yet. Yeah, I, I, I love that. So, I mean, fears are assuaged. There are no barriers to, 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 to now you know, going and renting and saving the planet and also helping Malika when you, when, when, when you do your rental. And saving money. And saving it's money. It's cheaper to rent than to go buy something new. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I mean, what's not to love, right? I mean, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody in this circumstance. So, I mean, I, I have to ask though, but you know, but you know, your top tip. I mean, maybe the top tip for this is is, is clearly you know rent rent from from her and benefit Malika. But any any specific tips on on, on kind of you know, for those people who do want to start someone. Uh, start somewhere even and and any tips of, of of things that you want to rent yourself have you got your eyes on on any amazing people <laughs> um, I mean to, to this day our number one goal is to get people to rent for the first time you've probably been following her for now two two and a bit years thinking mm, what am I going to rent when the world goes back to normal and um, my main goal is to get people over that hurdle for the first time because I know and I have the data that the moment someone rents once they will be a customer for life they will rent time and time again and they will understand that it's better for the environment and that it's cheaper and it's a cost-effective way and it's it's just 100% better basically than always buying new so um if someone is kind of on the edge thinking about it and um, I would definitely recommend when the world does go back to normal to go into Selfridges and um, we have as kind of Noelle has touched upon um, an amazingly curated um, pop-up um, on the third floor of their contemporary women's wear uh, department and it's a beautifully curated edit of dresses bags everything you could ever want and you can take you know a 500 pound dress for four days for 30 40 50 pounds um, and actually try things on so it's a kind of less daunting step um, if you are new to the rental revolution but want to be part Part of it so our, our team our in-store team are unbelievable so I definitely recommend going there when we are um, allowed and what I really love about her they have all sizes because you know when you look at a catwalk you're thinking only oh it's going to be just for slim girls and and skinny girls and when you go at her you have says 8 10 12 14 16 18 and it can really 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 engage you with the brand and want to rent because beautiful clothes are for everyone yeah, they really are. And, and I'm so glad you raised that, Noella, because, you know, I, I, I'm a huge believer that fashion is for everyone, not just people who can kind of squeeze into a size, you know, four, six or, or, or eight, you know, and, 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 you know, just so wonderful that, 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 that you do that, Victoria, and, and, and that it's very kind of inclusive in that respect. Any, any, any particular items you've got your eye on? <laughs> <laughs> there are a few brands that I do absolutely love. So Ganny is one of my favorite. I love Ganny. I'm wearing a Ganny t-shirt now that does say have a have a nice day on it that it says please recycle as well um, but Ganny is one of my favourite brands and then um, something that I am definitely going to be renting the moment we're allowed out of lockdown are those beautiful Cecily Banton dresses um, that come at a really really high price point that I probably wouldn't choose to invest in but that I would love to have for a long weekend or a holiday um, and then also we've got a few new really funky bag brands coming on board um, that are kind of one-off or made to order um, so um, I'm going to be mi mixing the kind of well-known own Jacquemus, Ganny's, Chanel's of the world with some brands that I want to support that um, no one's probably ever heard of before. Um, and I want to use her as a platform now to actually showcase the brands that we think are cool and that we hope that the world's going to love too. Fantastic. And I think the, the, the lockdown, what is the revolution of the digitalization, it's really good because all these small brands have more of a chance to be seen. They, they have the same chance to be on every platform and uh, people can wear them and notice them. And that's really the beautiful things about uh, our lockdown. For me, I think uh, I'm dreaming to go have dinner, to go to an event, and I want to wear the mini, mini, mini dress, high heels. 
have your legs I've been wearing only long things at home and I'm just and it's winter it's cold I think when we're gonna get out of this lockdown it's gonna be April so it's definitely you need something where you feel I think as a woman to you where you feel okay I'm gonna be pretty I'm gonna I want just to feel good inside and out and and have this dress and you know you're not gonna go consume but you're gonna rent you're gonna help the planet you're gonna support all these this small designer and big designer it's an interesting year that's coming up for the for the fashion industry because um the fashion industry employs so much million million of people all over the world at every sector on the supply chains and it's an industry we still need to support right but how are we going to support and make it circular that's going right. to be the next yeah and and, and 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 that's such an important point you know we do need to support the fashion industry it employs many 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 people particularly women around the world Fashion, the beauty industry yes yeah you know it's it, 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 it's superbly important that we we, we, we do that and uh, and encourage them to move in the right direction to to you know to really kind of embrace sustainable practices and, and and the way they treat their workforces so I mean this is just such a wonderful wonderful initiative and, I, and I'm so grateful to both of you uh, for joining me um thank you for I mean the amazing things that you're doing in the world I mean it, it, it's absolutely mind-blowing um Noella if people want to find out more about um Malika uh, what what's the web address and, and and where do they go to do that so they can go on www.malaika.org. They can support the nutrition program, the STEM program, or sponsor a girl a month, a year, like Victoria does. She support, she sponsor a girl a year. Or you can contribute to the, the construction of a well. And of course, we are in all the social media. And I think through this podcast, you can really see that fashion can really transform and, and help different causes all over the world and has this power and this voice and this platform. Yeah, for sure. And, and and Victoria, if people want to find out more about her collective and rent their first item, how do they do that? <laughs> so they can head over to www.hercollective.com. It's H-U-R-R. Um, or they can find us on Instagram just at her, H-U-R-R. Um, and read read all about us, be along on the journey. And then when the world does go back to normal, um, I hope that everyone will start renting. And if they have got any questions, please do message us. I want all the feedback good, bad, ugly. We want to make her the go-to place for everything about rental and circular economy. Thank you so much. I've had so much fun talking to you too. I don't want to say goodbye. It's been absolutely brilliant. I wait for you in London. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for, for, for joining me and take huge care and, and, and like best of luck. And we'll keep in touch, uh, you know, because I really want to know how you're doing and, 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 you know, obviously rent some clothes myself. 